Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, Guru Nation. Thank you, everybody, for watching. This is special. This is a first. Josh, thank you so much for making it a first. Josh reached out to me on Instagram, and I didn't even realize that there's some people in high school following and watching. That's actually refreshing, considering the news, you know, mainstream media throws at us, like, these high schoolers are degenerates, and they just shoot up (laughs) schools, and you know, they just, they're on TikTok all day. Like, no, they're relaxed, guys. They're watching content about clinical research. Josh reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, I'm considering clinical research as a career. Uh, can we talk? I don't even mind doing a video. And I'm like, sure, man. That's like, you're, you're, um, what is that front of the brain that doesn't develop till you're like 30? There's a region in the brain. Yours is developed, Josh. Like you're, you have, <laughs> you have the maturity at your age. You're not supposed to have that. So, so man, I, I, thank you. I'm curious. You're, you're in Toronto, right, Josh? Yep. Yes, I am. So is Dan's, um, explanation or imaging of what, uh, high school students, what they look like is the same there in Toronto? Yeah, pretty you, much. Uh, degener- right. Are you degenerates in Toronto too? I'm not the, yeah, not everybody's perfect in, in high school. Certainly me too, but I just, yeah, I, I just want to get to the next step, you know, ready to go right. here and go further. Well, that's awesome that you're reaching out and trying to figure out how, what, what's the path for what you want to do at this yeah. point in time. Most, most kids in high school, all they care about is just getting, getting by. Yeah. And Chris, you see, that's why I'm on TikTok, man. I know Josh came through Instagram, but TikTok, I'm trying to reach that new generation. Yeah. A bunch of kids are yep. on YouTube these days. And I shouldn't use the term kid because you certainly don't look like a kid. You don't act like a kid. Young man. How about that? Thank you. 
Yeah, young man for sure. But I still go kid. It's it's awesome. Call, yeah. call you kid because uh, it's uh, it's term of endearment. Um, Josh, what made you even consider like clinical? I was that was the furthest thing from my mind. And yeah, I so think. let me tell you this: it's clinical research. It was kind of like actually in my life because both of my parents are actually in clinical research. I think ah. I- and uh, they were always doing these trials, these studies, because both my, my mom works for a CRO. My dad works for a pharma. I don't know if you've heard of them. I'm, my dad works for a company called Rush. It's, uh, it's in Sweden, and it's like a big pharma company. Oh, Roche, yeah. Yeah, Roche, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's always just on these trials. Uh, I was just, when I was younger, I was kind of just curious. I was like, wow, okay, what are you doing and stuff like this, and he kept on like telling me, teaching me. He was like teaching me about all these trials he was doing, different types of things like randomized trials, like stuff like that. And it was pretty cool how he was like doing like leukemia. There was like brain tumors, all these sites and all these studies on like different types of diseases. And I actually found that really interesting. Wow. So what? Your dad, your mom is a works for so, a CRO. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, she works for a CRO called LabCorp. And she, I imagine she's a monitor or uh, she is so my parents are both pretty high up. They do really similar things. They're uh, the project uh, directors. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Project directors in both companies. Well, Josh, we need to connect them more. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. That's awesome. Chris and I own research sites and then we have a, a network of sites throughout the United States. Yeah. Um, that we help get studies for. So like when we hear those kind of individuals, we try to, those are the people we try to network with a lot. Yeah. Those. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. So most kids, sorry to call you a kid again, but most like kind of want to rebel against what their parents do. Yeah. I don't know. I just clicked like when they're, they're both doing like similar things. And I was like, okay, looks pretty interesting. Cause I always liked like, science and biology and stuff and like genetics and all that stuff and like i just kind of saw it as an opportunity like clinical research it looks pretty cool it, i look i've been looking over it for the past couple of years you start at like cra like my dad was a cra for a couple of years like back in like i don't know 2000s and he used to tell me how <laughs> back in the tra- ancient times <laughs> yeah it, and he used to tell me all the times so how he used to travel and get fat actually from just traveling to all these hospitals around the states and just traveling and traveling and traveling. And he used to get fat from the airplane food, the food at the hotels. And he used to tell me he really enjoyed it at a certain point because of all the traveling he had to do as a CRA. So that's, but yeah. But then he wanted to like, so were, th- were they both traveling like when you were growing up or how did that no, work for you? It was, it was, my dad was a CRA uh, a couple of years before I was born, but then he got, he turned into uh he was CRA for a company. I forget what it was. He, the, both my parents are from England. And uh, they're, they came there. They were doing their pharmaceuticals there. And then they came here. And my dad worked for a company called Quintiles. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's working. He worked for Quintiles. And then he learned, he's kind of builded his way up. He was like project manager or whatever. And then leader and then director. And he just was doing that. And similar to my mom. But my mom, instead of CRA, she started doing computer science she did that for seven years computer science 
just doing the data entries and all that stuff. This may be one of, maybe we could have them on the show one, one day too, if you could hook that up, if they want to. But this might be one of the best interviews ever, Chris, because it gives two perspectives. Not only the obvious is like other high school kids watching, they could learn. I'm going to like sure. chop this up and put on TikTok. But the, also the parents who have kids, like, you know, they, they're watching Josh and they're saying, hey, I have a kid who's like two. I'm a CRA, so Josh is 17, and he, you know, they get to follow like his parents' career trajectory throughout this interview. It's kind of cool. This is complex you, interview on many levels, man. Yeah. So I'm curious, Josh do you do you know your parents' educational level? Yeah, they both have a bachelor's of science and then a master's of computer science. Okay. No PhDs. No PhDs or anything. They both okay. they both went to Leicester University. And uh, in England, and they just yeah, it's got their bachelor's. Right. Awesome, awesome interview, man. So, what kind of questions do you have for us? I mean, we're we're yeah, happy to I really help and help other high schoolers too. Yeah, I'm in high school, and I'm just doing like I'm ha- I'm t- I hate physics. Just to tell you guys, I don't really like I don't really like physics. Yeah, and, uh, I was looking at prerequisites for university to go into because uh, I want to do. Uh, biology i want to major in biology and my parents always tell me if you want to do what we're doing just get a bachelor's of science degree and uh yeah and i was just like and i was just doing my research then i came up upon you dan uh, i was looking at your videos and stuff on clinical research and all this stuff and i was like okay and you're kind of like teaching of like how to like get into clinical research and then i was kind of just following those steps and uh, so, yeah, I'm just doing these sciences and stuff. And I, what I really want to know is that, like, for university, like, how can I, how do I say this? How do I, so how can I really just get there, you know? How can you get to university? Okay, so first of all, your parents' advice is excellent. It's spot on. Yeah. Like, you don't even, they don't probably don't want you to hear this part. You don't even need a college degree to do this, but they are right. To do what they're doing, you do need at least a bachelor's of science. And of science is helpful. You yeah. get a bachelor of arts too, but a bachelor of science is helpful, especially if you're interested in biology. It's a no-brainer. Their, their advice is spot on. That's what I would do. Yeah. So as far as getting in this, it doesn't matter which one you go to. Just get in, get your degree, any BS, right? And while you're about to finish... Well, while you're at school, try to try to see if you can like intern or maybe even work yeah. at a one of the yeah. research um, uh, departments there. Yeah, that I was actually thinking because my dad he has an internship at Rush, the company, and he does this internship for uh, second, third year, fourth year students. And I was actually thinking of applying. And he has, and I kind of know I like even at my young age, I know this industry is kind of built on a lot of connections too. And I'm really grateful for what my parents do because I feel like my dad can lead me into this internship and help me out at his company at Rush. And uh, so that's what I'm kind of trying to do because there's like a summer program where you just learn like research drug development. And I'm trying to get into that. And you get pretty good pay too, I heard. Yes. Wow. Okay. Do that. Do you, One other thing that's going to put you ahead of your competitors. Um, do you have a LinkedIn? No, I should probably get that. You need one. Yeah, kids your age don't have one. Yeah. Then you need to because that, like in our industry, LinkedIn is like the social network. 
to yeah. be on right now. And I, I think for the next decade, it's still at least it's still going to be relevant. Yeah. So I would do that. I would get on there, like interact with people like me who post a lot. Just put comments, you know, and put comments like as a high school kid. And then when, when you're in college, but as an undergrad and we do have undergrads on there. So there's already people like in college with LinkedIn's networking. But that's how you build. If you can start that now, as opposed to after you graduate, you'll be way further ahead. Because you'll already have an established network on there by yeah. the time you get your bachelor's. Okay. So what's wrong with physics? You don't like <laughs> you don't like the labs, the experiments, putting, actually, putting what you learn into yeah. motion. I actually learned. Uh, I was doing physics in grade eleven, and then I wasn't doing the best, so I kind of my I talked to my parents and I just dropped the class with physics. I, it was just wasn't me. We were doing something called kinematics and stuff, and like all of this stuff and these like. It was just like crazy for me. So I, I'm sticking, even like chemistry. I know you need chemistry for pharmaceuticals, but I'm more of a bio guy. And even chemistry is like, wow, like all this, all this chem stuff. Well, depending but, on your BS, you'll probably have to take both in college. Yeah, you chemistry. will. I took both. I, I molecular and cellular bio was my, yeah. my degree. I know, I know chem's, you know, I'm not the best at chem, but if I really try, I think I'll be able to be good in university. Cause chem's like, I don't know. Chem, I've like, I know chem, chem, I'll go hand to hand, you know? Chem, all right, I'm going to give you a little more advice. Um, I wish I, like, I should, the book's outside, but I'm, I'm relearning all the stuff I didn't pay attention to in college. Oh. Um, like, I barely graduated. I got a 2.3. I was pre-med. So yeah. my first two years, I was just trying to finish, like, my two like the, the pre-med requisites fast so I can not even graduate and just go straight to med school. Like yeah. I was just trying to expedite it. And I ended up taking classes that are way too advanced and getting terrible grades. And so I, then I had to like choose a major and then I didn't really care because my GPA is already screwed up. So then I was just coasting, but I'm like relearning all the stuff. Like I have a book on biology. I got a book on chemistry. Like that stuff does come in handy. What, at a certain level, like uh, after about a decade in research, and Chris can attest to this too, after about a decade in, you basically reach a plateau where you like kind of stop learning. Like if you don't, if you don't want to learn anymore, you don't have to, and it won't impact your career. But you can also get bored, and that's kind of where I'm at. So now I'm like trying to learn more on the sponsor side. Like how do they design studies? What is the mechanism of action? Like, what's the rationale? I'm really into biotechs now. So, like, I'm going back to relearn all that stuff. And it's still there. Like, that information is in, it's, like, somewhere in my subconscious. Like, when I read, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. So try to pay more attention if you can is my advice to you. Because it does come in handy, even things like chemistry. Honestly, chemistry, like, at the molecular level, the way my... The way molecules, receptors bind and all that, it's very important. Chemistry is like how how they do it, like how, how the molecules bind. You look like you're losing Josh. No, Josh is here. <laughs> buffering? Buffering is good. So basically, Josh, pay attention. Yeah, 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 I guess. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. And uh, I know chemistry is important, you know, because like, like that's, that's where you make the medicine. That's where you make the actual things that help like patients you know it's not all just bio bio is like the, the body and how 
the chemistry goes into the body, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of see it. And that's why it goes hand to hand. So I kind of have to, I have a hate and love relationship with chem. So I, I feel like if I really get to know it a bit more in university, I feel like I'll do it. Well, wait till you get to organic chemistry. Oh, I yeah. I hated that. I picked up a smoking habit off of that for a year. Based on that class, organic chemistry gave me a C minus and a one year smoking habit. Very healthy. Sounds like a healthy class. Yeah, perfect Pfizer patient. Perfect. You, um, you never <laughs> answered my question. Why do you dislike physics? Ah, let's get back to that, Josh. Uh, well, like I also see it as like I don't know. It just sucks. I don't know. Like, <laughs> just sucks. Like, well. <laughs> like, like, like I, I, like I think it's cool, like how a ball bounces and how it comes back up, and like. <laughs> It. like you don't have to put deeper into that like there's not re- like it's it's pretty straightforward <laughs> oh like yeah and especially in the industry i don't think you'll need physics or especially for biology like maybe you'll come across in a course or something but not really specific you know yeah you're probably mm-hmm. right it's one of those cl- those classes that they just make you take so the university can make more money yeah they take that it's stupid like i, I like i have to take it I'm pretty sure first year and second year, second year, which sucks. And, nope. uh, yeah. No, nah, I, I respect man. And a shout out to your shirt, Toronto Raptors. Pascal Siakam knows enough about physics to get the ball to bounce up and down. Exactly. And he also can bounce up and down and exactly. dunk. And that's about as much as he needs to know. That's what I'm talking about, right? You don't. <laughs> All right. So, um, do you have like, do you have, um, are you really like using your parents as the blueprint or are you using them more as an entry point to the industry, but then you plan to go like your own route once you're in there? And I know you're super young, but yeah, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to use them as a guide so they can help me through the, like the way. And I hope I want to get higher than them. Like they, they made, they made like, I'm really proud of what they've done. Like they really like, it's so like it's like it's when they say you really start from the bottom and you wake your up. That's that's really true, you know. Like mm-hmm. you do something for a while and then you keep on working at it. You'll 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 like you'll work your way up. And I see my parents as a great guide to like teach me how to get into the industry. And I don't know if I should really do because my parent, my dad's on a study. Like studies take time, you know. Like studies, like my dad's like an ecology study. My mom's doing leukemia, like, and there's like, my parents are talking about like autism and like stuff like that. And that's, that stuff looks pretty cool. Like there's different like studies that I find interesting, especially like on, like more on like the other stuff, like there's like with the mind, like neuro, I know there's mm. uh, on neuroscience and stuff like that with the brain. That's pretty interesting. So I really want to go into that. Wow. Do yeah. you ever see yourself like do you consider yourself like an entrepreneur of sorts or are you more of a employee or you don't know yet? I don't know yet. Like, mm-hmm. cause my parents, they're both, my parents are both like they handle science, but they're also more on like business and marketing side too. Guys, that's like they direct and like, they really have, they're like leaders. Basically they have a huge team of doctors, CRAs, scientists, project managers, all these people that they have to like, just make sure they're doing right. And that, like, I don't know if I should, yeah. And that's, they have like that leader mentality, you know? And like, hopefully, I don't know. So if I can, I guess the dream is if I could have my own uh, pharmaceutical company and bring it up there. That, that's a that's a dream, you know? 
So I'm I'm still on that dream too, man. Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of I I wouldn't want to run the biotech. I would like to be involved and use like my marketing skills that I've developed to be involved, but not to be a CEO. Like that's to me, it's crazy. Especially once they go public, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way I'd be a CEO of a publicly traded company with like doing what I'm doing on TikTok and stuff. <laughs> Chris, what are your thoughts, man? This Josh is an impressive fellow. Well, actually, I was wondering. You you made a statement about your parents that they started at the bottom and they're very successful. So and now they're here. So in your mind, do you see it as though if you work hard, you will succeed? I'm just curious. I see it. I see it as you work hard and. Yeah, you you work hard and you succeed, but also failing, right? You got to fail a bunch of times. Great attitude. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You should connect Joshua with your son, Chris. Aren't they about the same age? Yeah, they are. Both 17. Okay. Get them both on LinkedIn um, and and, uh, unlike Chris, and network (laughs) with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what your son wants to do? Um, he's thinking the engineering engineer. A lot of kids these days are going to engineering. It's yeah. great. Like everybody, everybody I know is like engineering or business, you know? Uh, he, he likes math. Um, loves math. He's in math AP. He's, uh, I think he's near his next class, I believe is calculus. Yeah. So I hear hated crack. that. I hated calculus. Uh, Josh, I thought most kids like these days wanted to be influencers and stuff. Is that not right? Is that a narrative that I'm uh, like a false narrative? Most kids these days want to, you know, get into like crypto and all that stuff and like be influencers too. Like there's a bunch of stuff like especially TikTok has influenced so many kids these days into like doing all these things. Like it's more like the whole era of like technology is really influ- influencing people like me to go into like selling like selling which is pretty good like selling things like selling shoes uh going into stocks uh side hustles so side hustles basically all these little side hustles and i don't yeah it's a pretty good thing you know but so do many have an attitude like you work hard you'll succeed yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of people have that but you got to write down on like people say it you know i want to see action like right hey this stuff oh yeah uh keep working hard like i said you gotta fail to succeed you don't like they say that but kids these days are how i slowly getting lazier you know they yeah, drake, I, I, drake I see had, this i see it the same way yeah drake drake had a rap line about that he said she's got a business plan she just hasn't wrote it down yet exactly right like <laughs> like they're all just like they're getting lazy on tiktok and they're like watching a video of like motivation and then they're like okay i'm gonna do this and they have that in their head for like a couple seconds but they don't do anything, right? Like, put action yeah. to it. Hey, that's what I believe in. Guess what, Josh? Adults do the same thing, man. Chris yeah. and I talk to plenty of adults. They got the same mentality. I want to start a mm. site. I want to start a CRO. That's the one. I want yeah. to start and a they CRO. Know, and, they know, and they know little to nothing about political research. And they want to start 40, a CRO. 40 and up people, not 17-year-olds. Yep. I guess buddy, right? It's it's a human nature, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, back to the side hustle thing. I think that's interesting because I actually think our industry, because our industry has so many, there's a couple of things. Our industry has so many inefficiencies. 
it actually creates a lot of opportunities. And our industry is so busy, especially after COVID. Yeah. That we need more people. So those two things create an environment where you can, like once you get two years of experience in this industry, you're basically like a veteran. Yeah. You can start having side hustles. And I noticed like from the young generation, like Gen Z, I'm a millennial. I'm one of the oldest millennials you can be, but like my new, my, my employee is a, is a Gen Zer and she's like really good coordinator. I, we trained her in about four months. She knows how to run studies on her own. Wow. And the other day she was talking to me about her Etsy shop and how she's like designing and selling clothes on Etsy and not because she doesn't like her job with us, but she just wants like side income. And yeah. I think a lot of your generations like doing that. I actually love that. Yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's like, that's one of the pros of technology influencing and kids actually putting it to action and doing this stuff. It's, it's really both ways, you know, like there's a lot of people that like me or like trying to do stuff, do stuff with their lives and stuff. There's a lot of, there's a large population of people of kids are just getting lazy, you know, like, I don't know, like, and I also looked at, uh, one of your videos, you said CRAs are in demand right now. Yeah. Why is super? Why is there's a, it's a long answer in short, it's supply and demand in short. It's nobody's taking the time to train people to be CRAs. So there's like a huge demand. There's a huge gap in like the supply of qualified CRAs. Yeah. And so all the CROs are doing is they're overworking their existing CRAs and occasionally recruiting a coordinator to be a CRA. But even like having that bridge that gap, this is why we started our CRA Academy. Um, We saw back to like the, one of the inefficiencies in the industry and we saw an opportunity. So, there's a need if you can demonstrate like if you get that two years that's it that's all you need josh yeah two uh, years and if you can get that before you graduate you can be a cra when you graduate that's yeah that's back in the day i feel like it was a bit easier for my parents because my dad got the cra job right after his his uh university how old are your parents my my dad's uh born in 70 both my parents were born in 76 okay Wow. Yeah. Forty seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an eighty one baby. So yeah, they're like right just a few years uh older than me. So yeah, back in that's back in my day too. Um I think they came right before me. Like when I came in it's the it's kinda how it still is. Yeah. It it was not easy to I couldn't get a CRA job. Really? Straight out of college. I I and I applied to hundred places. And wow. my dad was a PI, and that nobody cared. I didn't even get a re- one reply back. Wow. Yeah, it was very discouraging. I was like, oh, I got to go like work for my dad. I still thought I could go to med school at the time. And my dad had a clinic that he, nobody knew how to run, run it. So I ended up having to take it over, mainly because I didn't want to go find a real job. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, but yeah, it's... No, it's not much easier. So this, like when you're in school, get that side, get that experience, put on your resume, get on LinkedIn, get in Canada. There's all kinds of organizations you can network with. Canada is really big on networking. I know a bunch of people in Canada I could connect you with that have networking groups for researchers. 
yeah. by the t- if you get that two years of experience before you graduate college, you'll get a CRA job. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So even even so, when you say experience for CRA, do I have to be into the sites, or can it be very something similar in experience? Like if I was working for my dad's company in drug development, is that going to be similar to working for yes. CRA? Yes. We'll we'll send you this book. Um, Unless you have it already, but Chris and I wrote this book. Okay, yeah, right. I've heard of your book, but I have not read it yet. All right, we'll send it to you. This one I'm holding is for you, but check this out. All right, um, bird's eye view, phases and designs, regulations, site level, CRO level, monitoring, CROs and common vendors. That's if you know. If you have a good understanding of that and you have a practical skill set in some of those areas, you have enough experience to be a CRA. Usually CRCs become CRAs, Clinical yeah. Research Coordinator. Coordinator. And at, at your university, wherever it's going to be, they probably have research. So if you can be a coordinator or even an assistant and then become a coordinator, by the time you graduate, you can be a CRA. because. That's- they yeah. need new bodies. Like the yeah. CRA is getting stressed, man. Yeah. Okay. And people like your parents, they go on, you know, after they're burnt out from doing too much monitoring and traveling, they go to get a stable like position, like project manager, like what, what your parents are at the director level. So that opens up opportunity for new people. They need new people to fill those, those positions that they left. Yeah. You're perfectly right. Yeah. That's, I need that experience. And that would be amazing. Because, like, I feel like that's a waste of, I know it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be hard also with studying, too, in university, but I need to make that happen. I need to get that experience mm-hmm. in the CRA level. They go hand in hand. Like, if you're learning biology or molecular biology, and then you're you're doing research, I mean, you can, like, the protocol, the, the investigator brochure is going to make more sense. Yeah. Mechanism of action of the drug. It's just going to make more sense. I would have done, the, everything I'm telling you, I would have done. Had I, should I have a chance to go back? Like, that's probably what I would have done. Yeah. There's a, there's a, probably a part of me that would have wanted to actually become a doctor, but then I think I would have been doing the same thing and I might have more liability. So I, you know, how they say, be careful what you choose. Like maybe it's best that it happened the way it did, but if I could go back, I would be more prepared to like get started even earlier. Yeah. And uh, even like, even at my age, like this industry is not really like heard of at my age, you know, like clinical no. trials, like it's like, like nowadays, like I don't know how it is in the States, but in Canada, it's just business, entrepreneurship, uh, engineering, uh, pharmacy is pretty big, but not like pharmaceuticals into drug development, like pharmaceuticals, you can, there's not just drug development, right? It's just marketing, all this other stuff. But like clinical trials, like it's really unheard of in in my age in Canada. Like if you don't have parents that do it, then you don't really know what it is. Yeah, man. Like um, when you approached me on Instagram, I looked at your profile and it said pharmaceuticals, you know, and like normally I think someone your age puts that in their profile. They're like a drug dealer or something. <laughs> like what? what is that? But no, you're exactly doing it exactly right if we can help guide your career that'd be amazing after we finish this interview create a linkedin I will. message me there and i will connect you with canadians 
That's going to be good. Yes. Chris, and, any advice? Or Josh, any more questions? I have a bunch of questions, but like on on uh, like on spot, it's really hard, you know. But uh, yeah, just just get this. How how uh, how much like how long have you guys been doing this? Like in the clinical, like how long? How familiar are you guys with that clinical research? I've been doing it. I graduated college in two thousand four, and I started in two thousand five. Oh, okay. How about you, Chris? Two thousand eight, shortly thereafter. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are like kind of like veterans, you know? Yeah. And there, we still don't understand a lot of stuff in the space. There's always room to grow. Yeah. Like I said earlier, you yeah, could think, stop learning after 10 years. Yeah. I was but just say, that doesn't mean it's not there. <laughs> yeah. You have to intentionally seek it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like another question I just was thinking of is, where do you see like clinical research in the future? You guys probably get questions like this all the time, but like in the future, like when I get to that, when I get when, after four years of university and I f you feel like it's going to be the same or let's say even 10 years or 20 years after how, like, what, what would you see with technology too? How would you see this stuff? Well, I'll let Chris answer this one first. He tends to be, he tends to have different answers than me on this kind of stuff. So I'm going to guess that Dan's answer will be something to do with meta, right? No? I don't even know my answer yet. <laughs> I know <laughs> okay. the themes, but no. Nah, meta? No. Like Facebook? No. Facebook, yeah. Yeah, everybody's no. going to be in meta. No. They're all, they'll no. all be... Uh, the headline came out last week. Ones. No, Facebook is, is cutting all non-essential businesses. So like all that stuff they thought they were doing, the recession's like kind of winding those things. So yeah. Okay. Wow. So I know that the industry is pushing for um, remote studies, right? Where yeah. where there's no real sites involved. Yeah, um, yeah. Do I think that's going to come to pass? Maybe, maybe. But the problem, and Dan and I have discussed this before, is how do they get the patients? So I think that's unlikely, personally. Um, they're always going to need, unless they, until they find a way to get patients without doctors and sites, there will always be doctors and sites. So that would be your, your, if you're concerned about that as somebody looking to go into the industry, that'd be something to look out for, right? You may want to think about changing direction, potentially, if they find a way of getting patients readily and easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree with Chris. I think also there's a few key drivers. Monoclonal antibodies can be huge. Omics, anything with genetics, huge. So personalized medicine. Uh, I think we're going to see more studies with less patients in each study, but more total. Yeah, okay. But like more personalized medicines co is coming. And oh. I think the industry wants a lot of this virtual trial to be done on like personalized medicine. Yeah. Probably can work, but the problem also is a lot of these diseases um you can still solve with with molecules and with antibodies and yeah and crispr only can do so much yeah even my dad was saying like josh like i don't know if it's going to be when you're in cra i don't think it's going to be like how it was 20 years ago when i was cra like traveling and stuff everything might be a lot more online and i was looking forward to like traveling and stuff so i'm hoping as a cra there is going to be a little bit of traveling to sites so not so every 
your dad was certainly right during the pandemic, but it's really going back to the way it was in terms okay. of CRAs up being on site, uh, investigator meetings going back to being in person. I hope it stays uh, like, oh, you know, like with hope, like, like I'm not saying hope, hoping technology advances. I'm hoping like as a human and as a person, I would love to just like do it hands on, you know. You mm -hmm. won't. You'll still have opportunity to travel. I think, and it's not a cop out answer, but hybrid. It's definitely less travel. Like even for our current monitors, we have one that comes in about every eight weeks. But sometimes, like once a quarter, she'll throw in an extra remote monitoring visit mm. where she doesn't travel. And she just did this like a month ago, and Monday she's coming in person. So it's hybrid. It's going to be hybrid. I think that's going to increase. Okay. So you'll probably best of both worlds. You won't travel as much, but you still get your traveling fix for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I, I do see, like, even, like, virtual and all that. That's, that could be a pro, you know, as in a con. There's pros and cons. Like, you can, like, I feel like that would be easier in some ways, too, especially with technology and meetings, too. Like, you don't, like, back in the day, you used to have to, like, travel to, like, countries to, to have meetings and now you can just a click of a button you can have a meeting with like 10 people from different 10 different countries you know yeah. i mean look what we're doing you know right now it's we're having a meeting if we wanted to we could go live and have thousands watch yeah hundreds not that big time but theoretically millions could watch if, if they wanted to yeah so yeah the technology's ch changing but it's so slow and Oh, here's another piece of advice for our industry. If you ever want to figure out, like there's plenty of inefficiencies in this industry. If you ever want to figure out like how to solve one of these, just look at other industries because they're always 10 years ahead of ours. Like other industries are always way, way further ahead than our industry. So it's what so easy to predict the future in research. What do you mean in What's that? What do you mean in other industries? Like, look how other industries adopt tech, right? And what inefficiencies are being um, fixed in those industries? Mm -hmm. Then it becomes easier to predict the future of Polenka research. Like, our research is so slow to adopt tech. E-source, like digitized records are still, like, not the norm. Uh, E-signatures, still not the norm. But most other industries... It's the norm. I had a closing on a refinance for one of my homes a few months ago. First time ever, the closing was done all digitally. I didn't go anywhere. I just I was on a Zoom like I am now. Boom, signed the papers. Boom. Why can't we do that in Kalanka Research to some extent? So it, that's clearly going to be brought to our industry. It's just it's, yeah. there's way more regulations here, so it's harder to pull off. But you can predict the future. Just yeah. by looking at other industries. Yeah. Okay. I I do have one final last big question. It's just like... One burning question. One burning question is just like, tell me how... Like, my parents have taught me the steps into a study. And just tell... Like, there's different types of studies, right? So tell, Like, I know there's different phases too. But how does a, a study... What's the origin of the study? How does it really, like, start? and finish like once the scientists come up with the idea or before the scientists come up with the idea more like more like you're given as this is my parents perspective you're given a study 
how do you start from there? You're given, ah, yeah, you're given the, I, okay, wait, don't tell me, don't tell me. I know the word. It's, uh, it starts with a P. It's, uh, pro, pro. don't tell me, uh, ha. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> I know this, uh, it's not, oh my, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having, we it. should play hangman, but, um, I can't do that with stream Eric. That'd be cool though. For, uh, you know what hangman is, or am I old? No, no, of course. I know what hangman right. Damn. <laughs> Thank you. Starts with a P, and you guys are completely. Oh, it starts it's... with a P, ends with a L. It's got a T and the C in the middle. Protocol. There you go. Yeah. There you go, man. Okay, once they're given a protocol. Yeah, big protocol. And they're basically like sponsor gives your dad protocol and says, hey, go to town. We need 30, 30 patients. Yeah. Your dad or somebody has to determine how many sites they're going to need for that study. Mm. So if they're given 300 and they know based on past experience that each site typically can give you maybe 10 patients. Yeah. So you're going to need 30 sites. So now you go to your network of sites. That's why networking is important no matter the level. You go to your network and you say, okay, I need 30 sites, but I, I don't want them all from the same company. And I don't want them all in the same region because then they're competing with the same patients. So we want like some sites in California, some sites in Arizona, yeah. some sites in Florida, oh. or if it's in Canada, I mean, I don't know the States that well, but like Nova Scotia, Calgary, you know, all that. So then they have to assign CRAs monitors to monitor those sites Yeah, and get those sites started with startup regulatory. Yeah. And then contract and budget, which is what one of Chris's expertise is contracts and budgets. Yeah. So the sites have to agree that the protocol, uh, that they're getting compensated fairly for what the protocol is. They don't always agree. Mm -hmm. um, and then you might need to find another site. So once you get your sites, then it's a matter of getting them startup regulatory, IRB approval, vendor. You need the EDC. You need the biostats team in place. You need data management team in place. Yeah. You need pharmacovigilance. You need the medical monitor. Then you got to do an investigator meeting, whether in person or virtual, where all the sites kind of meet, just get trained. Then you start the site initiation visit process. Individually, each monitor goes to their sites and activates the sites. Then you make sure the sites are enrolling. If they're not enrolling, you figure out what's the problems. Do we need to bring on more sites? Do we need to hire a recruitment vendor to help? Do we run a central ad campaign? What's our budget? There's a lot goes into this. This is a million dollars a day. This yeah. was before inflation. Though. Yeah. Uh, it's probably more after inflation, but before inflation, cost a million dollars a day for one clinical trial for one sponsor. That's crazy. So it's very stressful. Um, but in a nutshell, like that's the process. And then yeah. after the study, you know, or throughout the study, you make sure compliance protocol deviations, like, are they trained? Can we actually use this data at the end? Okay. At the end of the study, they collect all the data, biostats analyzes it, the data management closes out all queries. Then they submit the data to the regulatory bodies and yeah. they determine if it could go to the next level or it could get approved or if they need to do another trial and study directors are incentivized to make sure these things happen on time.
Yeah. Okay. And then there's FDA approval, right? Mm-hmm. For that's my parents handle that too. Yeah, your parents are generalists, man. Like yeah. they, that's what I'm saying. Like they've been in this for like over. Sounds like over 20 years. Yeah. By that point, you're. Yeah, you could climb as high as you want. Yeah. And it sounds like they 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 know what they're doing. Would love to interview one or if not both of your parents one day. I'll talk to them. I'll talk to them. Show them this video, man. See? Yeah, I'll, sh- I'll show them the video. How could I? telling Josh the same things you guys are. Yeah, how do You're I? Both at the same. Both at the same time, <laughs> if at all possible, both at the same time. Yeah, that'll be. You sure? You don't want to milk yeah. it and do two separate ones? No, because have you ever done a uh, a married couple I, no, good working point, in real? Good point. No, I haven't. Nope. Yeah, both at the same okay. time, if possible. Good point, Chris. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll get you this book. Um, like, subscribe, comment, share, guys. Bye-bye.